Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, we are recording again on Friday for this episode because I have a wedding to attend to on Sunday. Not mine, not mine personally. Oh, I was going to ask. It's, it's my cousin's. My cousin's okay. getting married. But um, did you get one of those buy one, get ones at Halal Guys? I did. Um, I don't work too far away from that location. Well, it's only a location in Washington, um, but I went down and check it out. And, you know, I, I really like the food. And it's interesting because when I post it on my feed or my stories, People always say, you know, it's, you know, it's New York's the best, right? And I suppose that that's true, but I haven't tried it in New York, so I can't say. Um, have you tried it in New York? Nope, but I did try it in Las Vegas. So mm -hmm. does that count? Because it's yeah. not, not in Seattle? All right. Yeah. So how yeah. did it compare? I mean, how, how did it compare? It's just like the one in Seattle. I thought I, th mm -hmm. I thought the consistency is pretty much the same. The white mm -hmm. sauce and mm -hmm. the hot sauces are pretty much the same. So I do appreciate that it is consistent. Yeah, I think that was the first location they opened other than New York, mm -hmm. outside of New York. So uh, I went there probably maybe, what, five, six years ago when they when they opened up. It's in mm -hmm. China. It's located in the Chinatown in, in Las Vegas. So, but happy birthday. Happy birthday to a lot of guys out in Seattle. I ha had their spicy lamb, which was pretty good. It's a new flavor. Have you checked it out yet? Yeah, I did. And I don't know about you, but I feel like feel like the portions are really big. I've never been able to finish a full platter in one sitting. So, you know, even though it was buy one, get one, you share with somebody else. Yeah. For, for the one that I ate, I ate for lunch and I brought it home. I ate it for dinner. So to me, it's just a lot of food, but really delicious. And I eat it all. It's not only a lot of food, but you also put like half a gallon of that white sauce on there. So that's that makes it pretty big, too. Wow, I feel really attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I do the same thing. I'm just like, just like, oh yeah, white sauce. And she, they go like, tell me when. And like two minutes later, and just like, not yet. Three minutes later, not yet. Okay, we're good. <laughs> and then if you're like me, in addition, when they're packing it up, I'm all, hey, can you throw a pack of that white sauce in there? <laughs> so, whew, so good. Yeah. But you guys. Don't mistake the yellow and the red. The yellow is the barbecue and the red is the hot sauce. I have oh. done that before and I accidentally put tons of hot sauce on there because thinking that the red was the barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you eat it though? Um, I could barely eat it because I put yeah. so much hot sauce on there. <laughs> that hot uh, sauce is fire. It's fire. fire. It's fire. For <laughs> real. <laughs> All right. Well, Happy birthday. I can't believe it's two years. I'm, I still remember when it was like long lines when they first opened. It's yeah, crazy. I remember that so. too. Okay, well, let's move on to the show. Hello, episode 48. Welcome to Seattle Foodie Podcast. I'm Nelson. She's Monica on the other end. Monica, we have a jam-packed show. Five different recaps along with seven different events. We should get right to it, shouldn't we? Yes, we should. Okay, I'll start it off. Monica, the iconic Smith Tower, we talked about it last week. They just debuted their rooftop pop-up bar called The Lookout on August 8th on Thursday. And it is the perfect place to hang out with friends and enjoy the view. When I went, it was 80 degree weather. Everybody was outside playing giant Jenga as well as giant Connect Four. I love 
those games. Those are so much fun, by the way. <laughs> it's just, 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 just my thing. Is it your thing? I kind of like them, but they're all so big. So, you know, I'm kind of little. So they're kind of like life size yeah. for me. <laughs> it was really weird because everybody was like all around listening. You know, DJ was playing good music and everybody's drinking and things like that. And I just went over to the Connect Four table and I took one of the red red chips and just put it in and, and then walked away and i was like someone start the game i was like someone need to start the game and i just walked away <laughs> good job nelson good job like i said it's located on the 22nd floor and now you have a choice between the observation deck all the way at the top or the rooftop mm -hmm. and both have stunning views and if you want to enjoy the sun and just kind of get some vitamin d really check out the lookout it's the place to be i really enjoyed the views it was just such a beautiful day too there's everybody hanging out having a good time wearing their sunglasses it was mm -hmm. a fun time totally i can't wait to visit because i love like the classic features of the observatory bar but looking at everybody's stories and being totally jealous because i couldn't go that night um, i will be going soon but it's more it has, sort of to me has more of a modern vibe to it sort of like an urban rooftop and so i love that contrast and like you said the choices of like how you want to hang out right right i just love how many options there are for happy hour around seattle mm -hmm. and this is probably the one most unique ones because it's just got such a beautiful view just a top of and you can see the entire seattle skyline i think it's, it's just great just to watch it and just wait until the traffic dies down i think that's great perfect all right well monica what do you have we did something on monday i mean we started we started the the week off fast i mean we went from <laughs> monday all the way down and we still got stuff to do for the rest of the week it's crazy Totally. So we highlighted this event last week and uh, you and I actually both attended. Um, it was it was warm, but worth it, I think. It's called We Care Do You Number Two. And so this is the event put on by Seattle bartenders, chefs and friends of restaurants like Musong, Gorilla Pizza Kitchen, Navy Strength, Embar, Adana and more. So they all came together for a fundraiser benefiting races. And I told you that's an organization reuniting immigrant children with their parents at the border. So I had no idea how many people are going to be there. I, Nelson, I was there a little bit early and there's already a line, but it was really packed. And I remember you texting me going, hey, I'm outside. I'm in line. It's really long. Um, it was <laughs> amazing food. It was a fun time. And I just love the chance to be in Dynasty Room because, you know, Dynasty Room is going to be home to a, a new place sometime in the future. So I feel like the more time I spend there, the better. And so I, some of my favorite dishes was there was some really good cake there from Kamada Panadera and uh, Buko Bites from Hood Famous Bake Shop. And uh, Kamanegu Soba Dish was so delicious. I wanted to eat more, but it was gone when I went back. Uh, Nelson, <laughs> what were some of your favorite? I love the soup from Fubak Soup Shop, as well mm. as Adana sandwiches. I cannot get enough of those Adana sandwiches. I can eat those every day, <laughs> whether it's 8 a.m. or it's 12 a.m. I can eat those those sandwiches, those katsu sandos all day long. <laughs> That's awesome. Me too. It was really nice to see everybody and just be in community between like our friends and the people in the industry. And overall, I hear $17,000 was raised. And so um, that's so awesome. So amazing. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great night. It was so crowded. It spilled over into the parking lot and people were playing Mahjong at the end. You might, I think you left, but people broke out like Mahjong tables and I was just like, all right, it's not my grandmother are not, and her friends are not the only ones that play Mahjong anymore. I mean, no, like, I know. And I, I saw that and I was glad I wasn't there because I would lose my ass. Like, honestly, I'm not good at Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all can have the Mahjong. I'm, I'm not that experienced. <laughs> it's great to see young people play Mahjong. I mean, it's like, it's really great. 
great. Young like, people. Oh, nice to see I appreciate the kids that. playing mahjong. <laughs> nice to see the little kids. <laughs> nice to see the kids playing. <laughs> Nelson. All right, Nelson. Uh, what else you got for us? Okay. Uh, I got a recap on the east side. And Monica, Bellevue has a new Chinese restaurant that just opened. And several of our foodie friends got to check out Chongqing Dumpling. They have over 20 types of dumplings and wontons to choose from. And those were probably a consensus hit. I think those are probably our favorite things that we ate amongst of us. The rice noodles, Chongqing noodles, and Zhajiang sliced noodles were also unique. And they are huge portions, Monica. Then when they came out, the the manager came out and was like, oh, we'll get a bowl for each of you guys. And it was like, there was eight of us. I was like, <laughs> no, we probably just need about three of them is more than enough. They gave us so much food. And finally, I think the best thing we ordered was probably the garlic and deep fried pork belly. Uh, you know me, I love pork belly. And so that was really nice, crispy, loved the presentation. Chongqing Dumpling, there's lots of things to choose from from the menu. And they're located just off 148th and Bell Red Road. That place just off of 148th, there are a lot of Chinese and Asian restaurants mm -hmm. around that area, Monica. I mean, you got, you got Manga Cafe, Tiger Bites, Noodle, and then there's the Asian Supermarket as well as Swish Swish. There's tons of places. And then there's a Burger Hut opening up too. I don't know what a burger hut is, but it sounds fantastic. So. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I'm familiar with all that because I'm a big time East Sider. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I saw your I saw your Internet browser history looking up Redfin, looking up East Side Redfin places. I saw that. <laughs> Too funny. No, it sounds really good. So wait, are you saying that the favorite dish of all our foodie friends and you was the 20 different kinds of dumplings in one that? <laughs> no, 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 no. There was there was twenty kinds of dumplings that they have. Uh -huh. We we got the we got the pork and shrimp dumplings. Okay, which were probably. The, I'm just the like, hit. wait, yeah. they were all your favorite. That's a lot of favorites. I'm all amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, I don't know if we could put fit twenty dumpling twenty types of dumplings on on the table, but yeah, those are those are really good. They're boiled dumplings, so they're not like the shaolong baos you see from like Din Tai Fung or Do Zone. They're boiled dumplings. But I think Dozone has boiled dumplings too as well. But mm -hmm. Yeah, they serve those. Put it with some chili sauce. It was amazing. Very, very good. Definitely check them out if you're in Bellevue. Awesome. Okay, Monica, tell us about Bark Brontis because I got to make some awesome cake pops. <laughs> yeah, you did. So, I know. I, mean, <laughs> I, I was so proud of you, Nelson. Um, so we got to try coffee, big treats, and you made those cake pops. Um, overall, you know, when we came in, the space really is super cute and has sort of, you know, a nautical flair to it. And then there was another room that could be set for a dining area. And then there was a kitchen. And what was kind of cool is that you could see inside the kitchen from the cafe. Um, before we got started, we had some custom drinks. Um, so I got to try uh, milkadamia nut milk. And so, you know, I'm lactose, hashtag lactose intolerant. So it's nice because macadamia nuts has like a really creamy, nutty flavor. And then um, we got to try some of those baked goods. Uh, what was your favorite, Nelson? Monica, I have to say those caramel macarons mm -hmm. were amazing. Now, beware because you can't take a huge bite. Otherwise, the caramel just splatter all over your shirt. So you have to make sure to take some tiny teensy bites to make sure that caramel doesn't spill over. I loved those. And I love those mini croissants that they had, too. The mm. ones with the cheese? Yes, the ones with the cheese. <laughs> of so, course. so good. For yeah. sure. I love savory. You know me. I love savory things. I know. I know. Always good. You're right about the caramel macarons, though. Um, even though we'd been warned by uh, Seattle Food Scene 
part one, Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa had <laughs> initially bit one and got it all over herself, but I didn't listen. So, you know, I was dripping with yeah. caramel too, because, you know, I'm just such a bad listener, slow learner, um, but it was really delicious. And Nelson, I, I mean, again, I'm so proud of you. I didn't make any cake pops, so I wanted to get some coverage. It was a little crowded around the table, but you did a great job from start to finish, from rolling them up to dipping them and got that on video. Um, was it kind of fun doing that? It was a lot of fun. I've done some baking stuff in my own. And just to let you know, my friend does have a small cake pop business, so I have kind of done some cake pops, but not the way they did. Bark Rotas did it, but mm-hmm. um, I have had some experience with it, so... Uh, just a little bit cheating there, but it's yeah, okay. that kind of was cheating because you didn't tell me you had cake pot making experience until just now. <laughs> Cheater. Yeah. Cheater. I'm sorry. All right. Sorry. Anyway, guys, head over to the cafe. It's on Western Avenue in the bottom of Pike on August 24th. So they're going to celebrate the launch of the cafe and you can get free samples of coffee and macarons all day long. And believe me, the coffee is really good. Um, We each had custom drinks and everyone was raving. I was raving about it too. Just the quality of it and actually the service that we were getting from the barista. So um, really fun, you guys. And then Monica, tell us about a dinner we had in Capitol Hill. Okay. Um, This one was kind of a surprise to me. So first of all, we had a chance to attend a hosted dinner at the tin table. I knew you and I were going, but I didn't know who else was invited. So I got there early. Surprise. And when people started coming in, it was like all of our foodie fam. So it wasn't just you. It was like (laughs) Tiffany and Annie and Connor and Monica. And I was like so surprised because sometimes I get a little nervous and anxious um, when I don't know who's going to be there. I'm just like, oh, it's just the fam. Um, And I'd never been there before. And so I took the opportunity to explore the place before you guys got there. And I really like the design. So there's like this corner nook where we're sitting um, just having drinks and appetizers. And I just, I felt like that place was really homey before dinner. Um, And then for dinner, so much, so much and so extra, you guys. Um, (laughs) So let's see, I want to say this right. I want to say this this the Giada way, the bruschetta. (laughs) Uh, you have to roll your tongue a little bit the bruschetta that's that's what she says right you know i i I lack the asian r so anyway (laughs) no r's (laughs) in it um but but the bruschetta had a prosciutto asparagus and diced melon and that diced melon it wasn't just that it was melon cantaloupe but it's the size of it and the texture of it um i thought that went really well together and i just I, i really enjoyed it and then um, I know what you love, Nelson, but why don't you tell everybody what your favorite was? Oh, it's got to be that Cajun boudin. I know. That they had the boudin sausage. Oh, mm. so, so good. It was so soft. And mm-hmm. you compare it with that mustard, that spicy mustard. Mm. Oh, that was my favorite. And I'm just a simple man, Monica. Those shoestring fries. I like I like shoestring fries. Just kind of just keep popping them in my mouth. And before <laughs> I knew it, they were all gone. It's just, Yeah. It's funny that you say that because the shoestrings were in front of me for quite a while. And uh, me and Mon Mon Eats, the other Monica, we were both eating them. And really, there's no like elegant way to eat those shoestrings. And so we would Mm -hmm. like delicately pick them up. And all of a sudden, we're just shoveling it in our mouth. (laughs) But they're so delicious. And they offered to bring us out more. I'm just like, please don't. Like, we have to eat. (laughs) We'll just keep eating them if you bring them out. So um, there's more stuff coming. There's tons of stuff coming. Oh, for real. Yes, for real. But uh, is there any other dishes you want to highlight before I tell them about some special events there? The edamame hummus Ooh. was really unique. Mm-hmm. I am always a big hummus fan. So mm-hmm. when you can 
put a spin on it and put some and mix it with edamame. That's pretty good to me. Um, I love my steak frites. It was very pretty. Love the presentation. You know what I love about it? When I ask for medium rare and it comes in as medium rare, I really appreciate that. Totally. I don't have to be like, can I get it rare in, in an expectation that someone cooks it medium rare, you know, things like that. So when someone cooks it correctly, that's, I, I, I really appreciate that. No, I'm totally with you. I often order my steaks rare because they come overdone. And, you know, it's just, it's always shocking to me, right? Because steak is all about sear and timing, right? And I just, I can't mm -hmm. figure out why people can't get it. Anyhow, I, I tried the, the piece of steak that you put on my plate, which is, I, I just felt so blessed. It was really good. <laughs> and I wanted more, but I wasn't going to ask because we had, we had tons of food on the table. So I didn't want to keep eating your food, but it was nice to taste everybody's stuff. Um, I, you mm -hmm. know, the fried chicken that Tiffany had, the chicken and waffles, that chicken mm -hmm. was so tender and juicy. Um, I, I would go back, you know, I love fried chicken. I would go back for that. Like that was delicious. Yeah. Okay, guys, check out the tin table for dinner a happy hour. It's above Odd Fellows. It's a cross century ballroom upstairs. So don't 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 get discouraged. Just keep walking up there. You'll find it. <laughs> Every Tuesday is half price bottle night with the purchase of an entree. So it's a win-win. You buy dinner and then you get a half price bottle. I mean, and it's a rotating selection, so there's always a surprise. And they also have like wine and bubbles tasting. So check them out. I think it's a perfect night out on the town. You go to Tin Table, grab some drinks, cocktails or mocktails, because mm -hmm. Monica, we love mocktails. Yeah, grab yeah. some dinner and then go across from the Tin Table and go to the Century Ballroom and do some salsa dancing. They have some salsa beginners classes that they teach you ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And um, I also shout out to the staff out there at Tin Table too. Yes. Manager Lindsay and the rest of the staff. I mean, they were always, my cup of water was never empty <laughs> and it was, and they were just, they just kept pouring bubbles and just kept bringing out more stuff. And at the end, like Mon Mon Eats had a birthday and we, we just told them at the beginning and then they gave her a bottle of, of bubbles to take home with her. Yeah. And I thought the service was just amazing. Just very exceptional. It was. It was. I enjoyed the bubbles too. Um, half, the, half of the folks weren't drinking, but you know, Nelson, I kind of feel like you and I drank that whole bottle of bubbles that was on my side no, of the table. No, no, no. Okay. Connor from Find Me in Seattle helped he, us with a lot He of drank that too. it all. Yeah, Connor. <laughs> no, he didn't did drink Connor it all. Drink it all? <laughs> it's okay he doesn't listen to the podcast anyway <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding he does wow. he does wow. shots fired shots, shots fired. fired yeah i, I found him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right nelson well, what are some events you want to highlight for the coming week Okay, we have seven of them, so let's get down to it. Let's talk about one that's at the Pie Place Market. Friday, August 16th, Pie Place Market opens up during the nighttime for an epic summer sunset supper. General admission tickets are available, and it starts at 7.30 p.m. for general admission. This is one of the biggest fundraisers for the Pike Place Market Foundation, and your ticket purchase will help towards the homeless and low-income neighbors around there. Monica, I was looking at the vendor list, and there are so many to name. I can't name them all. It's a really, really long list, so you guys are going to have to go to the website, but let me just kind of highlight a couple of them. Pasta Casalinga, Conversation, Bavarian Meats, Chan, Cutter's Crab House, Etta's, Matt's in the Market, Tankard and Ton, Shug's, Frankie and Joe's, Theo Chocolate, Macadon's, Pike Brewing, the Notorious RGB, and all the wines. Man, there are so many wines. I am not going to list them. So <laughs> many of them. That's just a couple people in the lineup. I mean, mm -hmm. can you imagine just all the stalls at Pike Place and there's just 
all these vendors, you're just going line by line by line. You're going to be so full. Don't even eat for the next three days. No, I'm totally. telling you guys. I, I've been through it and it's it's hard to, to make it through the whole place for sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I love that event. And so I'm not going this year. Definitely a lot of businesses to support for a great cause, like you said. It's really great. And walking through the market at nighttime in the summer, it's mm-hmm. an experience like no other. For sure. To be honest with you. Okay, Monica, tell us about this pop-up. It's not a new pop-up. And when I first started my Instagram, I was like, what is this Lady M thing? I don't know what people are <laughs> raving about. I have no idea. And I, I was like, okay. And then I, I start watching the stories. I was like, oh my gosh. It's like these people at the Braver and it's crazy. It's like two blocks long. <laughs> like what's going on? Tell us about the Lady M pop-up. Yes, you guys, Lady M is returning to Bellevue. So starting Friday, August 16th to Sunday, August 18th, you're going to be able to get that famous crepe cake at Cast Iron Studios. So they're going to be selling limited slice options on site. But I can tell you from experience, you know, if you like lines, that's cool. You know, I know there's some of you out there. I don't. So what I like to do (laughs) is pre-order a whole cake and share it with friends. So, yeah, if you're just eating the cake by yourself, it's kind of expensive, right? But if you share it with friends or like, you know, do, you know, you can sell it to your friends. That's cool, too. (laughs) Um, Then it just works much better. It's so much quicker and easier than standing in line for a single slice. So flavors for this pop-up include the signature cake, which I love, the green tea matcha, which I love, and the coconut, which I've never tried. So Nelson, can you stand in line for me so I can try the coconut? Oh, come on! (laughs) You're on the east side! You're kidding me! (laughs) It's just one slice. (laughs) Okay. It's true. I do wait in line for a slice. And now that I think about it... I probably should just buy a whole cake, you know, <laughs> sit sit in the dark and just eat it all by myself alone. And I would be totally happy and satisfied just to eat it all alone by myself. I know. Those <laughs> cakes are so good. So guys, check it out. You have three days to get it. And so if you're thinking about ordering ahead of time, it's really easy to do online. I've done it before. Uh, Nelson, what else do you have to talk oh, about? Oh, man. Okay. We've talked about these food festivals, right? We talked about the Taste of Tacoma in an earlier episode. And then earlier last month, we talked about the Bite of Seattle. So if you missed out on both of those, fear not. This coming weekend is the Taste of Edmonds. Friday through Sunday, starting at 11 a.m. at the Civic Center Playfield, the Taste of Edmonds is just full of music entertainment there's two stages worth of music playing all day and don't forget all that food monica Mm -hmm. there's gonna be tons of food trucks Uh, there's so many of them (laughs) let me just tell you a couple of them alaska weathervane seafoods you talked about them because you love their scallops yes i do our favorite sugar and spoon there's Mm -hmm. the cheese pit moonshine barbecue i saw them at bite of seattle there's cafe neo curry house island creamery concessions and there's a bunch bunch more monica the taste of Edmonds tickets are five dollars and if you are 12 and under you're free so because you're so young you're so much younger than me maybe uh <laughs> you can get in for free because you're 12 and under you can get in as 12 and under maybe potentially huh yeah nelson <laughs> <laughs> i'll go in with my hello kitty backpack <laughs> yes yes 
<laughs> no, um, you know, Taste of Edmonds is a lot of fun and it's one of the events that I love. I kind of like the way that they're set up too and the way that they channel the traffic going through all the way into the Civic Playground. Always a really, I, I enjoy the music there and how it's kind of like a bandstand. It kind of feels like, you know, you're in like an old baseball stadium and they're playing music and you're sitting there in the stands eating your food. Um, I always have a good time there. Lots of food trucks. I love the food truck representation out there. That's yeah, really it's pretty cool. good. All okay. right. And Monica, on Wednesday, Barcia Dad is doing something. Tell us about that. Oh, Nelson, I know you love oysters. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson eats a lot of oysters, you guys. So uh, on Wednesday, August 14th, starting at 5 p.m., Dad is hosting an outdoor oyster party. So there's going to be Taylor Shellfish Oysters off the grill. Dad is going to have paella. And there's going to be Bergs from the Little Woody's food truck. And then there's also going to be Sangria and Modelo specials. So Nelson, I feel like in the last couple of years, there's just so much happening in Georgetown. It, it just might be time for another food crawl. I just, I don't get down there often enough and, you know, it's so walkable and so much great stuff happening. I mean, what do you think? It very much is. And that space between Ciudad and Bar Ciudad, it's a really great event space that they Mm -hmm. have because they've, they've had like the Badwill Market and they, and Bar Ciudad always does events there like this one with the oysters. I I think it's just a great, great venue. And it's just, there's just a lot of people out there and enjoying time, enjoying the time. And yeah, I love it. Me too. Okay, next event. Okay, we're back on the east side because, you know, did you know that I live on the east side? <laughs> really? Yeah. That's funny. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, go no, figure. No, go figure. When, I, when people ask me some stuff about you, like, oh, can Nelson pick it up? I'm all, probably not. They're just like, why? He lives in Seattle. I'm all, he does not live in he Seattle. Does not live. I do not live in Seattle. <laughs> he basically lives in like North Bend. <laughs> no. Not even close. Not even close. All right, no. tell us about an east side event. Well, on Saturday, August 17th, Marymore Park will be celebrating local food and sustainable living. It's free to all patrons that are attending. There will be live music, entertainment, cooking demos, and lots of local food vendors and farmers, including Zilberstein's, Tanduzi, Chavoya's Hot Dogs, and Vita Coffee, just to name a couple of the vendors. Also, Monica, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. for $14, you can purchase a community plate where you will get four different tastes, which includes grilled bone and chicken with chimichurri from Ripe Catering and Washington Blueberry Crisp with lemon and basil from Kringle's mm. Bakery. Lots of music, lots of entertainment. It it's, covers the entire Marymore Park. It's, it's really great because they're basically promoting local farmers, local food, sustainable living. It's, it's a a great time and there's going to be a lot of demos too as well i've never been to it and i i follow it every year and so maybe this is the year i go i mean it sounds like a lot of fun yeah i i think it's i think it's great i'm always down for east side events always <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, next event. Next Um, event, Monica. You close it out because you got two more for us. That's true. That's true. So both of these are kind of fun. Actually, they're all fun. Otherwise, we won't be talking about it. Uh So Voyager's Table, our friends at Voyager's Table, on Tuesday, August 13th at 6 p.m., Voyager's Table is having like a... um, summertime night market at the Seattle Tennis Club. So they're going to have this setup where there's food stalls that features market friends and guest chefs. And then they're going to have like the sit down tasting experience that is a seated dinner prepared by Chef Justin Kana. So you and I know Justin. Um, I don't know about you, but everything he's ever cooked for me has been fantastic. And I've never been to, now they say that they have like three of these types of events all year. And I've actually never been to any of them. So they sound really cool. If you're interested, you guys, especially in that seated dinner, 
buy your tickets now because we're hearing that it, it sells out and the profits go towards supporting children and families in the foster care system through the work of Olive Crest. So tickets just uh, can be bought off the Voyager's Table website and start at just $25 just for access to the, to the market stalls. Uh, this event is family friendly and children under 12 receive free admission. So Nelson, maybe you can get in. Oh yeah. Because I'm that young too, right? Because you're that young too. You know, I can probably pass for a 12-year-old because, well, probably younger. I can probably pass for a baby because I have no hair at this point. So <laughs> well, that's and the Pac-Man we shirt. The Pac-Man shirt. The Pac-Man shirt. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I love wearing that Pac-Man shirt. It's always my, I know always you my do. shirts. Yeah. I know. But you see, you got a lot of compliments on the Superman, so that should tell you something. Uh, yeah. Wear more kids' clothes. Wear more Gap kids' clothes. Okay, right. got it. I've been reading the comments on that post. People love that shirt. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll All be right. shopping at uh, Kids Are Us and Gap Kids pretty soon. Perfect. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last event. Last, Last event. event. Okay. So on Thursday, August 15th, we're headed to Chateau Saint-Michel Winery for the Auction of Washington Wines, Winemaker Picnic and Barrel Auction. You and I are ready to check out over 100 wines, Food from over 13 chefs and restaurants, including Tom Douglas. Hey, didn't you take a picture with him not so long ago? Hey, I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tom Douglas, uh, Molly Moons, Beecher's Cheese, and more. Festivities are starting at 4 p.m. in Woodenville, and tickets, guys, are starting at $150 on the Auction of Wines website. Nelson, I'm ready to taste some wine. How about you? Oh, my gosh. Are, are you challenging us to drink all 100 yeah. wines? Is this what's happening? Well, well, I taste wine. You drink wine. So, <laughs> so I think I can make it through 100. <laughs> yeah. Monica, this is a Thursday. It is a school night. So I don't know how much we'll be drinking that night. But uh, yeah, I mean, that I'm I'm excited to attend. There's lots of food vendors. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to try wines. Lots of, lots of red wine is going to be consumed. And Chateau Saint-Michel, one of the best venues, I'm telling you. And what makes it great when we team up, Nelson, is that you love the red wines and I love the white wine. So we're never fighting over the same wine. Mm -hmm. And we both usually have what we want. And, you know, there's there's no fighting about I have a designated driver and I'm off the next day. So it might be might be a hundred wine night. Oh, okay. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, I will not be joining you with the hundred wines, but I, (laughs) I will be a spectator and see how you feel at the end. (laughs) <laughs> i'm happy to live stream i'm happy to live stream on your account monica <laughs> I, totally it's not like i haven't filmed myself or been on film drunk before <laughs> it happens guys it happens, it happens. Um, so, so nelson why don't you tell us about our interview today our guest today is the executive chef of Palisade, Chef Brett gardner Howell. Since he moved to the Pacific Northwest, it has sparked his love for using local and seasonal ingredients. He has been with Restaurant Unlimited for nine years, and he is the executive chef at Palisades for seven of those years. And Monica, we had a great time at the Palisades last week, right? We absolutely did. Um, I know you and um, some other folks were surprised to see that we actually, Chef Brett and I actually knew each other already. Yeah, I was just like, did you not introduce each other? I was like, oh, we already know. We go way back, way, way back. (laughs) It was a great interview, so I can't wait to hear it. He made some really, really great dishes when we were there, especially Mm -hmm. his chef seasonal selections. Mm -hmm. And here's our interview. Hey everybody, Nelson and I are with Chef Brett Gardner Howell today and we're at Palisade and there's a gorgeous view, which I love, and we're going to chat with him today. Um, How are you? I'm good, thanks for having me. Good, welcome to the show. Um, How did you get started as a chef? Well, I started like a lot of other chefs as a dishwasher when I was 15. Um, I cooked 
on the line and through high school and college. Um, and then after college, I kind of got into the operational side of it and stepped out of the kitchen. When my wife and I moved here nine years ago and I found Palisade is when like the love came back to me. But I grew up in the kitchens with my mom and grandparents um, um, in Tennessee. So a lot of those Southern traditions are embedded in mm -hmm. my cooking and like hospitality philosophy. So that's how I got started and it's been nine years in this building and uh, I guess the rest is history. Yeah, I love when chefs talk about love because I think in order to be a chef, you actually have to love it, right? Yeah. It's certainly not the pay, right? right. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Palisade is such an iconic restaurant. It is, it's, yeah. uh, it's been here for so many years. For our listeners, for the summertime, could you tell us what kind of menu you've created for Palisade? For the so summer? Palisade is, we, we kind of have a little bit of everything for everyone. The meat eaters, we have the best steaks in town, prime rib, bone in New York, it's filet mignon. On the lighter side is fresh halibut, fresh salmon. We also have a pretty extensive sushi program as well. And we focus on Pacific Northwest ingredients. We have great relationships with local purveyors that give us the best product um, we can buy. We kind of just focus on making simple, beautiful, flavorful dishes. And, and you can get a little bit of everything at Palisade. What's your vision for Palisade? Like, what, what do you want customers to come in and, like, experience? I, I strive for a wow experience every uh -huh. time they sit down. I might sign a little cliche, but when you come in and you're spending your hard-earned money on food and drink, the expectations are high, as they should be. So my team and I strive to, to be those expectations every shift. So you gave us a good overview of the different things that we can experience here, from steak to seafood, any number of things. What are some like guest favorites? Right now, it's the fresh halibut. Um, I've paired it with a strawberry gazpacho, shaved asparagus, and cherry braised beets. The menu launched last Thursday, and that's by far been, been the favorite since then. Our seafood and salmon preparation as well, the guests seem to really enjoy that. That's some of our best sellers. Mm -hmm. Is the halibut from Alaska, or where is it It from? is, yep, yeah, Alaska. Nice. Are there anything new and exciting dishes or projects that Palisade is working on for the coming year? We do. We have what we call our Fresh Catch classes, and it happens the third Thursday of every month. And it's kind of a brainchild of Justin Emery, the general manager. And we'll sit down every couple weeks and brainstorm on what we want to teach our guests. And the whole concept is for the guests to come in, we give them an experience with food technique knowledge from me and my sous chefs and the idea is they come in they take the tricks of the trade that we teach them so they can execute in their own homes with their own guests and it's been a huge hit i think we've done 15 of them now class just keeps growing it also has become my favorite day of the month because it's it's all this work leading up to it but yeah. then you get to interact with the guests they eat it up we eat it up it's a really good time we also have a whiskey dinner in the works with Westland Distillery. I met with their master distiller, uh, came up with a five-course menu to match with their offerings, and that's coming up on 29th August. And um, both of those are kind of passion projects for me and my team, so we're really excited to do those. Monica and I are very familiar with Westland Distillery. <laughs> <laughs> the, the American yeah. Oak is by yeah. far my favorite <laughs> spirit sure. right now. It's, for it's sure. delicious. I wanted to go talking more about the, the main restaurant. How often does your menu turn over? Can you walk us through the process of how long it takes to create like new sure. menu items and when you release it and all that? Sure. So the fresh sheet changes with the seasons. I usually change it every four to six weeks. And the process is pretty simple. I sit down and conceptualize it. And then I start putting all the pieces together until 
we can execute to the guest. This fresh sheet just rolled out last Thursday mm -hmm. with the best ingredients of the year right now in the summer is perfect. And I've already started conceptualizing the next one, which will be in four weeks. So it's kind of a drawn out process. It yeah. gives me that creative outlet every day that I just get bits and pieces here and there until we finally have, you know, six or seven items that we're happy with. I think that's great because you're always constantly producing new items and new dishes with new ingredients. Yeah. And there's always new stuff that you can come in and try. Right. Yeah. It keeps it very fresh for repeat guests and for me and my chef team and, and team members. We don't want to cook the same thing right. day in, day out. So. And I don't think customers understand like how much work and R&D goes into it for A you lot. guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely a few weeks of, of working you know, a couple hours every day to kind of bring it all together, but very seasonal ingredient driven menus. So I'm just going to take a step back and mm -hmm. plug the Fresh Catch classes no. hard because uh, you guys know I've been to one, and so I went to a Luau one. I had a really great time, and so I think that experience of some hands-on activity and some learning about, you know, in this case it was cultural impact, it was it was a Luau, mm -hmm. and also learning, getting some recipes to take home and then actually getting to try the food um, with some cocktails. And I met some new people that night, and it wasn't just, you know, um, there was a fashion blogger there, but actually everyone at my table, they all ended up following me on Instagram and vice versa. So I feel like just that night, eight people, I made seven new friends. Amazing. And so I just want to plug that, um, that it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Appreciate it. So you talked a little bit about Pacific Northwest inspiration and seasonal changes. So it's summer now and we're getting ready in the next few months to move over in the fall. What are some ingredients that you're looking forward to in the fall? around well I, I will miss the summer produce in the Pacific Northwest it's bountiful and colorful and all the good things you want to eat fall has its stars too I'm always excited for the short time that we get uh, persimmons the squashes are uh, always delicious and always make make their way on the menu the other thing about fall is I like to have more hearty meals and maybe more comfort comfy meals just because it's jury outside we'll do like a braised short rib or do a Pacific Northwest chipino where like add salmon and clams and mussels um, to it. So the focus changes from kind of a light and whimsical experience on the plate to kind of a, a deep and hearty experience in the fall and winter. Perfect for the for the change of the winter for the weather. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Last winter was pretty harsh. I'm hoping for a lighter winter this year. Yeah. <laughs> chef Brett, I, we always like to ask this question because by trade you're a chef at Palisade Restaurant. But when you're at home what do you like to cook at home? What are some of your favorite things that you like to make? Well, my wife is my um, harshest and best critic. So <laughs> a lot of my ideas for the seasonal menu changes, I filter through her. Um, oh, okay. Whether I go to the store or the, or the market, farmer's market, I'll gather it up, I'll put it together at home, and I'll say, here's the idea, here's the concept. Do the flavors work? Is it something you would like to buy at a place like Palisade? But outside of that, it's... A lot of salads, a lot of sauteed vegetables. I've got two kids that are pretty picky eaters, so um, there's def definitely some spaghetti nights thrown in there. We eat very simple foods. She makes a mean pan-seared chicken breast, so I'll throw that out there. Yeah, it's nothing nothing crazy for, for us at home. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple, fun stuff. You know, we've interviewed a couple chefs in the past, and they've, they've, always met, they've also mentioned salads, too, as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Just simple. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, when you're around it every day, it, it's easy to throw a bunch of raw vegetables and mm -hmm. a dressing on top and just kind of 
that's how I eat in our kitchen. I put it in a bowl and I'm like walking around eating it. Um, <laughs> but it's either that or you get off work at 10 o'clock at night and, you know, make poor decisions at a fast food place or whatever. But um, Yeah, I'm yeah. all about bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <Yeah. laughs> Hashtag YOLO. <laughs> Sometimes it's the only thing open when, when you get off work. But, For um, sure. Yeah, with anything fresh, you can throw in a bowl and Absolutely. vinaigrette on them good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So we have a longer what are you eating question because yeah. um, people are always curious about not just what chefs cook for themselves, but also where are chefs choosing to eat in the Seattle area, places that they might have favorites or never heard of before. Well, we used to live in Queen Anne. We were there for eight years. And our go-to, my wife's all-time favorite restaurant, and that including my own, is was Rebel. It's mm-hmm. in between Ballard and Fremont. The dumplings and pancakes and, and lamb, oh, it's... They've got so much going on that menu. So good. And if we had a sear that night, it's like we'd give it a good 30-second thought and like, all right, we'll end up at Rebel at some point. So, <laughs> um, yeah, great work from them. And then we're pretty, unless I'm trying to find inspiration from other chefs, we're pretty easy. It's it's like a place in Rainier Beach called Jude's, which is a, um, a Louisiana Creole-themed mm-hmm. restaurant. They do the best shrimp and grits in Seattle. Honestly, with, with the busy lives, we're lucky to kind of sit down and really in, take in a meal. Those are far and few between, but we're not picky, and we just kind of go with with the flow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a new one for me. I've never heard of juice before. Yeah, when I heard the best shrimp and grits, I'm just like, well, I eat a lot of shrimp and grits, and yeah. I've eaten a lot of them in Seattle, so now <laughs> I'm interested. And, and on <laughs> more Sundays than not, we'll you know, short on there and have, mm-hmm. have brunch. They do really great work. Great yeah. work. And you never think of it from the signage, but it's, yeah, delicious. Oh, delicious no, no. We eat all kinds of places. Home cooking. Yeah. <laughs> places without signs. <laughs> yeah. Fancy restaurants. Just go anywhere. Just... Sometimes they're the best ones. Oh, of course. Absolutely. All right. I think that's pretty much it. for. Thank you so much for having us, Chef Brett Gardner-Howell. Thank you. Palisade. This was fun. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. So. And that was our interview with Executive Chef of Palisade, Chef Brett Gardner-Howell. Don't forget, through September 8th, Restaurant Unlimited is doing the Restaurant Visit Challenge. So you can earn up to $75 worth of complimentary credits visiting five different restaurants. Monica, we are on our first leg and we're about to do another one later this week. That's right. Challenge accepted. We accept the (laughs) challenge. We will do it, you guys. (laughs) <laughs> you can too. Is there a challenge we've never said no to? I'm just curious. <laughs> um, you know, now that you say that, I'm not sure we do say no. We should start know. tracking that. And I say huh. a lot. I say, uh, you know me. I say yes to a lot of things. Yeah. Durian. Sure. Why not? Natto, no. which is fermented soybeans. Sure. I'm, let's eat it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had both of those and I say no. I'm open to trying something <laughs> once, but it's just like, if I don't like it, I'm not eating it again. But yeah, I think you're right. I think you're you're always like, okay, I'll try it again. Or, you know, is everybody else trying? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's I don't go. Like, Why not? Like Nacho's <laughs> all sticky and gross. <laughs> Did I ever tell you one of my good friends that got married, you know, in Asian traditions, you have to, in order to see the bride, you have to go through like several challenges or something like that, you know, just to make it all, you know, make it all funny and just to make it. <laughs> and and uh, the bride was Japanese. And so uh, one of the challenges was uh, you have, each person has to eat a bite of natto. And I'm like, oh, what wow. is this thing? Like, what, what is this? And people were like spitting it up. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm like five scoops into it, like five spoonfuls into oh, it. I'm like, this is not bad. I don't understand what you guys are doing. And like oh, people are sp- spitting it off the balcony and everything. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just, 
I guess I'm just weird like that. But well, you yeah. won't eat lutefisk though, because we we tried to do a lutefisk challenge for seafood. I I won't eat two pounds of lutefisk. I'll I'll <laughs> eat like I'll eat like a couple bites of the lutefisk, but I'm not gonna eat two pounds of it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I forgot about the two pounds part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you forgot the you forgot that key key part in there. <laughs> the, the texture's not pleasant. <laughs> It's all right. Well, that's pretty much the end of our show. Monica, I'm excited for this week. We're going to do some wine drinking, lots of wine drinking. What else? We got some other things too. We, we're going we're gonna to head out and eat some seafood, more seafood. Totally. Yeah. You see, you said it again. You said wine drinking. It's wine tasting. Wine drinking. It's wine drinking. <laughs> okay. Okay, Nelson. Wine consumption. Wine consumption. Does that work? <laughs> you know me, I'm going to be like looking for my wine everywhere, thinking that I lost it everywhere. <laughs> Where's my wine? Oh my goodness. Fun. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Man, the summer's almost ending. I can't believe the summer's almost over. We're in August already. This is crazy. Ugh, where's the time go? No, I'm going to have to do my day drinking in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is what else is new? Because I do it as well. So. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening and happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.